Gemara Ta'anit, Dabav. The Masechet has been dedicated by Norman and Joseph and Jacob Jamal in memory of their grandparents, Norman and Sally Jamal, Joe and Vicky Beta. Today's up is being studied. Ben Malka, Aiki Sabag, dedicated by Michael Clement. Amen. We begin today's daf on Vav, Amud Rishon, and we are one, two, three, four lines from the top. So there's two types of rain. There's Yoreh Malkosh. So Yomara wants to know why do they call Yoreh Yoreh? Where do they get the name from? Shemore etabiriyot. It instructs the people lehati agagotehem to tar their roofs. It's the rainy season. So you have to make sure that you have a good roof before the rain leaks into your house. So therefore, when the rain comes, it already in that season instructs people, make sure your roofs are uh, waterproof. And taking all the fruits from the field so they don't get ruined. And to do all the needs that you need to prepare for the rainy season. So yore comes from Lashon Leravot. Leravot means to, uh, to satiate the land. And it gives the, uh, the and it irrigates atehom all the way to the uh, to the depths of the earth. Its furrows will be satiated from the rain. and the people will be nahad uh, will be happy. It'll give them nahad to this rain. The, the 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 rain will cause the earth. To be softened, simha tevarech, and to and to cause growth, and therefore there'll be beracha. Uh, so that's yore. Davar acher yore sheyored benachat. Yore means the rain comes down benachat. Now, where do you see yore represents benachat that it comes down lightly? So that she comes along and tells us. Exactly. How do you teach a student? The way of the hachamim, they teach in a pleasant way. So therefore, yore, meaning the rain comes down like one is supposed to teach. Now that is what? Benachat. This yore means it comes down, meaning direct. It comes down straight. It doesn't uh, sway from one side to the other. Right, which means it's mitkaven. It has a uh, direction to the artist. It doesn't come down like a torrential of uh, where it just goes all over the place. That's the way uh, she says. It doesn't come down. Either it means it comes down straight, it hits the earth, it doesn't go all over. Oh, now the Gemara says, wait, that's how you're learning it. Maybe it's a type of rain that yore is that causes the fruits to uh, fall off the trees. And washes away the seeds. And it floods the, uh, the trees. Which is maybe it's not a type of rain that's blessing. Maybe it's a rain that is, uh, that is uh, detrimental. So the Gemara says, no. Talmud uh, Lomar Malkosh. Because in the same pasuk it says you are umalkosh, which is a different type of rain. Ma malkosh lebracha, just like malkosh is for beracha. Now we don't know that it's for beracha yet, but the Gemara will say it in a second. Ma malkosh lebracha, afyodlel lebracha. So we have like a hekesh in the pasuk. The fact that Torah puts you there next to malkosh, and we know malkosh is for beracha, so therefore you must be for beracha also. O eno malkosh, maybe malkosh is not a beracha. Who said malkosh is a rain? That's a beracha. Maybe it's ela shemapil et abatim. Maybe Malkosh causes the houses to, to, to fall. And it breaks the trees. And it brings up the, the Sakain, which is the, uh, what, the, uh, the locust. So therefore, Tamud Omar, Yoreh. And the Gemara goes the other way. And you know how I know Malkosh is the Beracha? Because it puts it next to Yoreh. So we're going in a circle over here. So the Gemara then says, then how do you know Yoreh is the Beracha? How do you know Yoreh itself is a Beracha? 
Children of Sion, rejoice and be happy in your God. More is sedaka, more is the yore, and it's given sedaka for chesed. Veyored lachem geshem more umalkosh barishon, and the rain is going to come down. That was the case where it came down in the first month when they had the famine. The point is, you see that yore is called sedaka, so therefore ma yore letzdaka af malkosh letzdaka, and therefore we know it is beracha. Now we have a lot of rashis over here. Let's uh, go to Rahaki Garcina. No ela. Oh, eno, I'm sorry. Oh, eno, ela. Oh, eno, ela, she shot heaven as the rain, kilomar. The ad hashta, I mean, you read the bracha. Oh, eno, ela, you read the shon kilala. Right, which means, who knows? You said you read the bracha. Now I'm going to go the other way. Maybe you read the shon kilala. Kemo. Kemo, yaro, yare. Ah, by Harsinai. By Harsinai. Oh, yaro, yare. Which means that was a, that was a kilala. She should be a call. Oh, I should have said yore. Right, well, maybe like an arrow. An arrow that, that, that's destructive. Oh, wow, so that's an interesting way of learning. It's an unbelievable way of learning. And then all of a sudden there's a parenthesis. Then there's a parenthesis. I don't have that in my schedule, but there's a parenthesis that says, Because you have to learn the Pasuk. If Yore is a curse, you have to learn the Kriyat Shema. It says, Okay, then everything will be good. But if not, then the rain is going to come as a destruction. Now the Maharshal is going to say this is a Doha Gadol. But anyway, that's the, you, you have to answer this question. Because how can the Gemara have a mina that Yore is a Kelala? So that she got out of it. She says, it's implied that if you don't, Yore is a bad. Okay. Right, that's that, that, that's a, that, that's a, that's a style, which means the Kabara didn't have a have a mina to to think of that you're in the klala, but that's the way it goes both ways until it proves what it says. I just say, what type of fruits are still in the trees when Yorek uh, comes around, meaning Hajvan, Tishrit times? So she says that Rogim is still in the tree because it's Hadar Ilano. And the Pedemonim also are on the trees. It's giving you the Te'enim also on the trees. Fine. Okay. Right. You can't say that it's um, destroying the Perot, but maybe, um, so there must be some good thing. Because there's no, there's no, the, the problems that are around at Yoret time are not around at Malkosh time. Right, the ears, the ears and the uh, and the stalks. It fills up the stalks with grain. Right, malak, it uh, cuts, it cuts the kashe and it's difficult. Okay, it goes the other way. Maybe it's kashe le tibua. Tremendous. I, 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 I don't argue with you. That's right. Then you go back to good. Say bazu. Bye. Without any change of uh, item, 100%. Oh, so maybe when it says that um, the, um, when it says ma'ale sakaim, which means maybe it also brings the grass up. So berachad dekra, ay, the berachad the pasuk, maybe is referring to that uh, fills up the reservoirs, but maybe it doesn't give the berachad to, so now she's going another way now. This is Period. Now you're saying, and the Berachav the Kra, because it says in the Pasuk Venatati, no, I can explain it's going on uh, reservoirs. It's, it's just filling up the, uh, you know, the, uh, the rain. Fine. When it causes the people to make Teshuvah, Malkashutan. The people make Teshuvah when there's no Malkosh, because they need the rain. So it's Malkosh. It, it circumcises the heart of Bnei Israel to weaken it in order to make the Shuvah. So they, maybe it destroys the houses also. What do I know? Right, Mal Kasheh. It, it, it destroys the hard things, like a house. 
kilomar and bota kalat giranot ve hasharat haperot. If you see a shalom, right? There's no perot at that time, so it's not that. It's yes, something yes. else. It's houses and something else. Sakayim and harbe kete mitkelim hasilasal hasakaa umalkosh lishon adbe kemo vehene veke shachagizemelech. Get the one of the stakah alma yorel tova. Okay, so that's that's the shita of Rashi in the sukkah. If you look at the top of Rashi, top to four. I'm sorry, top to four says malkosh the bracha. So Tosfot asked what Ashi took care of already. Tosfot saying, when the Gabbara said Yore is a bad thing, it said, oh, because it knocks the fruits down. So why, when it came to discuss Malkosh is a bad thing, you should give the same examples, that it also knocks the fruits down. So say, say the same thing. So why, 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 why did you change Kilalot? Uh, he lives in a Okay. I mean, Rashi tried to fix that. Rashi, if you look at Mamal Kosh Lebracha, tried to fix that. She'ev shalid roshol eshaber gerol shaperot. She'ena mitzvim roto aperik. They're not there, so therefore they're not around. They're ready, you, you took the, you took them out. They're not on the trees at the time. Now, if you look at Maharsha here, Maharsha is going to try to explain how you reconcile that yore could be a kilala with the pasuk of Kriyat Shema. That's the key of the Maharsha. So open up the Vav. So he says, Yoresh, Yoresh Benahad, Veno Yoresh Bezav, Elo Yoresh Mashir. See it? The first Maharsha? The second one? Virush Rashi, Lashon Kilala. Rachimash Makra, Vayam Shamoa, Vim Lav. That's the parentheses that we don't have. Okay, so the Masha also recognizes the Hikaub. I'm gonna give the rain in the right time. Otan Yore Umalkosh the Bishelo Beito Huliklala Velol Bracha. Uh, I'm going to give the rains which rains? those rains that when they come are curses so the word is the key implying what? that there's a time that these rains could come and if they come then it's a kilala it's a little smoother I'm going to give them the rains that there's a kilala it's still called Yoreh Malkosh, that, that type of rain. That, that, which means Yoreh is a negative word. So really why you're calling Yoreh, Yoreh can come Be'ito and Yoreh can come Shelo Be'ito. The word Yoreh was chosen for the Shelo Be'ito. Because Yoreh is Lashon Kelala. You, you could have you called Yoreh either a positive name or a negative name. It comes Be'ito, it's a Berachah. It comes Shelo Be'ito, it's a curse. So the, it's called Yoreh Al Shelo Be'ito. Right? And they're proving it from the Shema. But it was a Berachah. Right. But if I am That's the way the Maharsha understands. Fantastic. Right. You know because I'm bad at this point. But when they come be ito, they're okay. Not them? Okay, that's, that's really the mashah you have to know over here. That's really, that's really the mashah for the whole day. Okay, back to the, uh, the Gemara. Tell them the banan. You know, if you, have, if, you're, if you have a Gemara and you're allowed to write, like I see Shalom was writing this Gemara, I would put on that Rashi, Ayan Marsha, just so for the next time you know that uh, there's reconciliations over there. Just, uh, you, know, you don't always turn to the back of the book. At least you'll get a. Tell them the banan. So you see, interesting, that's the way the Gemara calls the month Mar Cheshvan. When you write a Ketubah, you write Mar Cheshvan. We don't write Cheshvan. The month is called Mar Cheshvan. For different reasons. Some say, that when we learned in school, because it's bitter, no holidays, they say, which is true, Mar. Some say, because Mar is a Lashon of water. Hen goyim ke Mar medeli. The goyim are like a drop in the bucket. Mar is a, is a drop. And if it's the rainy season, so we call it Mar Cheshvan. The third Mar Lashon uh, Mayim. The third explanation is because when uh, Yerubam ben Nevat came along and he rerouted the Jewish people from going to the Beit HaMikdash, he rerouted them to 
Dan and Be'er Sheva to go do the Agalim, he switched Sukkot from Tishri to Hezvan. And therefore, the Lashon Mar is Lashon Lehamir. Lo Yahri Fa'el velo Yamir. Yamir is to, to switch. So Mar Hezvan, the month that was switched by uh, Yerubam. Well, either, either, either interpretation, Mar Hezvan. And some say, the Hasidim say, that uh, based on the Gemaran Berachot, that says um, that a person's uh, lips are, are moving sometimes uh, when a person is so accustomed of saying something, his lips move alone, you know, by themselves. The Gemaran is, that his lips are moving. So therefore, after the high holiday season of so much tefillot, by the, our lips are just still moving from the holiday season into, into tefillah. So Yureh is in Marchajvan. Yureh is in Marchajvan. Umalkosh Benisan. Okay, now we're giving the, the times of when these rains come. Ata Omer Yureh be Marchajvan. Umalkosh Benisan. You say, those are the months. So Eno Ela Yureh be Tishri. Umalkosh be Iyar. How do I know? Maybe Yureh is in Tishri. Month, uh, month prior. And maybe Malkosh is a month later. Tamud Omar Be'ito. Be'ito. That's been the time. And the time is... Uh, exactly that. Can it add his time? That's she. Right. Which means, which means you, you, you could still have Mililot Mekashim in Iyad that Malkosh will benefit it. So therefore, it's not like you're asking for rain in the summer. Iyad is an option. So there's no. Right, which means, you're right, Iyad would be working, but Nisan is more be'ito. Nisan is a better time for the kashim and the melilot, for the ears and the stalks, and the, uh, and the kashim to be, uh, to, be, uh, to, be uh, to be benefited from the rain. It's a farim de garse. What does he say here? The chitim beru. Ela be kislev. This man yore be kislev who. Okay, rabbanan de pligi aled de bimune kamad. Lomar be ito yore makosh. Ma makosh be ito. Some some don't put put it in tishri. Some want to put it in kislev. Yore and the gemara says no. Kislev is not the right time. The right time is hashvan. Okay, continue the gemara. Continue the gemara. No problem. Amar Rav Nihanai. Bar ide Amar Shmuel. Maze malkosh. Why do you call it malkosh? Davar shemal kashotehem shel Yisrael. It uh, breaks and cuts the stubbornness of Bnei Yisrael. Which means what? When there's no malkosh, people get nervous. They make teshuvah. So therefore, mal cuts the kashotehem shel Yisrael. It's a type of rain that inspires them to make teshuvah. Reb Deber Bishmael Tana. Davar shemimale tevuah bekasheha. Malkosh. It fills the uh, the stalks with wheat. Memale tevua bekasheha when it stalks. Mematita tana davar she yored ala mililot vala kashim. Then falls on the midot, the ears, I guess, of corn, and the kashim and the stalks of wheat. Tanu rabanam. Yore bemarhajvan. Umalkosh benisam. Same story. Ata omed yore bemarhajvan. O eno ela behodish kislev. Like Rashi already gave us that girsa earlier. Tabudomar beito. Yore umalkosh. It says that the yore umalkosh will come in its time. Mamalkosh beito, which is Nisan. After yore beito, as she says, do not take this uh, take this parentheses out, so we will not read it. Tanya idach yore bemarchesvan umalkosh benisan. Divrei Rabbi Meir vachamim omrim yore bekislev. No chedusha. Yore doesn't come down until kislev. Okay, now don't. Uh, don't think that that's the way we spell Kislev, by the way, although you see it, right? We don't spell it with a Yud. When you write Kislev in a Ketubah, we spell it Kaslu. This is uh, it's not an accurate spelling of Kislev according to the Halacha. Man Hachamim, who are these Hachamim that say Yure is in Kislev? Amar of Rabbi Yosehi. Oh, so now we're going to start to see that there's a Shita that says Yure is be Kislev. How do you know? We have a bright Tanya. Ezohi, Rabbi Ari Shona. Rabotai, there's three periods of rain. The rain has to fall not all in one shot. You want it to fall in, in different cycles. So there's three basic periods of rain. And the Gemara will tell us the Nafkami North, why do you have to know when these periods of rain are? You're not a meteorologist, but you care when the periods of rain are. So the Gemara is halakhik Nafkami North to know when the periods of rain are. So there's three way Mahlok at Rabotai. Let's read it. The first period of Shloshab and Marchajban. Three Hajvan. Benunit, the middle one is Shiva Bo, seven. Afila, the last one is Shiva Sarbo, the Rebbe Meir. So the Rebbe Meir is what? Three, seven, seventeen. 
רבי יהודה אומר, בשבעה ובי"ז ובעשרים, אוקיי? My birthday is in the Gemara. You have over here the seventh, the seventeenth, and you also have the twenty-third, בשבעים ושלושה. So there were seven, seventeen, and twenty-three. רבי יוסי אומר, בי"ז, everyone holds י"ז, that's not a... בי"ז ובעשרים ושלושה, ושלושה ובראש חודש כסלו. So the B.O.C. says, 17 Hashvan, 23, and Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So you see what? Yoreh is already in Kislev. That means if, if Yoreh doesn't come into Kislev, you're still okay. Because that is the, the period of, uh, of the rain, as we're going to see. So therefore you see that the Shittah that holds, Yoreh is in Kislev. The other Shittah said no, 3, 7, 17, or uh, 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 7, 17, uh, 23. But he holds no, 17, 23, 1. So already that means... If it didn't rain until Kislev, you're still okay. As long as it rains by Kislev, because that is the, the Berakha. V'chein ayar bi Yoseh Omer, ena yehidim mit'anim, here it is befirush. The individuals, like when it's in the Tamidah Kamim, they don't start fasting if there's a drought. Ad shiagir Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Which means, if it doesn't rain until Kislev, you're still okay. But once ready, Rosh Chodesh Kislev passes and there was no rain, now already you're in trouble. So you see what? Yoreh is in Kislev. Amar of Hasta, halakha kira bi Yoseh. Halakha indeed is going to follow Rabbi Yosef. Now just read uh, Rashi for a second. Afila, Aharona, Kefilotena, Rabbi Yehuda. Yehuda Omer, Bakira, Bezayin, Bemacheshvan, Obenonit, Biyudzayin, Vafila, Bechafkimo, Vechuluhu, Hanetilata, Yore, Karen. Right, all Yore reigns, fine. Any Hidim, Mitanim. Right, so they don't fast on Rosh Chodesh, but they'll fast after Rosh Chodesh if there's no rain until that point. Right. The old 3, 7, 17, so if the 17th of Hashvan comes, there's no rain yet, they start fasting. Okay, so we have a machloket over here. So now we have over here Amemor. Continue the Gemara for a minute. Amemor matin lahad Rav Chazda b'haylishna. We have Rav Chazda's gisa wat alachak Rabbi Yosef legabe wat. That the last of your day is going to be Rosh Chodesh Kislev. But Amemor had it differently. When do you start asking for rain? Meaning, Barechalenu. So one rabbi says three Hashvam. Rabban Gamliel Omer Bo. Amar of Hazda in that halacha. Halacha Kerabban Gamliel. That why you start saying Barechalenu on the seventh of Hashvam. Separate item. Gemara says, Keman Azlaha Detanya. We have a brighter. Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel Omer. Geshamim. Shiyardu shiv'a yamim Let's say you have a situation where it rains seven days consecutively. That you could have a rivi'a of rishona v'shiniya. And our Gersah has also shilishit. Now, how could you have seven days of rain and you'll be able to get all three rivi'ot in? That's... Can't be according to the first opinion. The first opinion is 3, 7, 17. So between 7 and 17 is 10 days. So therefore, there's no way in 7 days you're not going to get all 3 Devi'ayot. Let's try the next Shita. The next Shita was 7, 17, 23. Can't be. You're not going to get all 3 Devi'ayot because you have 10 days between the first and the second. Let's try the Biyoseh. The Biyoseh said 17, 23, the Well, it, it sounds like you're okay. But you're really not okay because from 17 to 23 is seven days, you're okay. But from 23 to Rosh Chodesh is eight days because you always have a, a, a Cheshvan is male. So therefore, the Chaura, the Gemara is going to say it's got to be like Rabbi Yosef. How can it be like Rabbi Yosef? It doesn't work. So we'll have to see Tosfot in a second. But the Gemara wants to say that if it rains seven days in a row, the only way you can get all three in is got to be what? Keman, can it be Yosef? And then the Vazdah said, Amar of Vazdah, Halakha, Kerabi Yoseh. Now let's read Rashi. Rashi says, Kerabi Yoseh. The Alibad de Rabi Yoseh, Hachi Havu ben Biari Shona, Oshinia, Oshinia, Oshlishit, Tidishona Biyuzain, Oshinia Bachavkimo, the Hainu Shibayamim, Imshinaim, Yemedebiah. 
Oh, so that she has to fix it over here. She has to say, sometimes you count the day of the Riviyah, and sometimes you're not counting. Okay, so you got to play around here. That means when you go 17 to 23, you're counting day 17, and you're counting day 23, you got seven. However, when you're counting from 23 to Rosh Kislev, it means up to the uh, Riviyah, but you're not counting the day of the Riviyah. That's how you get seven. Okay, listen. Everybody has to squeeze over here. You have to squeeze to get seven. Right, so you're not going to be able to get it to go to the first rabbi, because the first rabbi is four days in between. So even if you rain seven days straight, you'll get the beyond number one, the beyond number two, but you're not going to get the beyond number three. Right. So therefore, so that's uh, that's that. So look at Tosfot. Tosfot is going to answer our question. How, according to the Biyoseh, will it work that you can get all three to be a yacht and have seven days in between, or seven day uh, consecutive reign? So Tosfot starts over here. This is interesting, Tosfot. He very, 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 uh, speaks to that very clear. He says, Keban de lo pasku zayin yamim, de en ben yud zayin lechav gimal, Ela zayin yamim. He doesn't want you to make a mistake, so he counts it out for you. Yud zayin, yud chet, yud tet, chaf, chaf alef, chaf bet, chaf gimal. So that's his way of saying count the days. Count the, count the uh, riviyaz. Count yud zayin and count chaf gimal. Aval, lo garcinan ushlishit. He takes out shlishit. Because you're not going to get shlishit in. Why? If it's going to rain seven consecutive days from Chav Gimal, you're not going to get two and three in. So Tosfot, for that question that we had, took out the word Shilishit. That means seven consecutive days, you'll get one and two. You'll get one and two. But you're not going to get two and three. Now, if you if you go to, if you go this like that, that you'll get one and two. So it's only to be uh, to be yourself. because according to the first rabbi, it only has to rain four days to get one and two, because it's three to seven. So you don't need seven. Why do you have to wait seven days to get one and two? It only should rain four consecutive days to get one and two. So for the fact that it says seven, it's got to be according. That can't be the second rabbi because he said seven seventeen. So that's ten days. So the only way that you can get one and two in. In the seven consecutive rainy days, it's got to be the Biyosir that says 1723, counting day 17 and counting day 23. That's, and then Tosfot answers the question very simply. Take out three. Take out the word three in the Gemara. So we're not discussing the third Debi'ah. And then he puts it back in. The Anshin Narvona, the rabbis of Narvona, Gursin Kishamim Shadu Zayn Yamim Zayazat Tamunibem Reviat Shiniyah Ushlishit. Ah, you put in Shiniyah Vishlishit. They had Shiniyah Vishlishit. That was the one they put in. Shiniyah Vishlishit. Why? Kitsad, Hagishabim it killed be em sahayom. The yard do zain, the minute to film Kenya do ad hotsi yom shall rush me at the If you're not counting, if you're counting 24 hour intervals, count 24 hour intervals, not days. So therefore, if let's say it starts to rain in the middle of the day of 23, so therefore, if you count 24 intervals, it'll end on the middle of the day of Rosh Chodesh Kislev. So if you have seven 24 hour intervals, you'll be okay. So that's, if you're going to count days, you're right, you're stuck. Don't count days. Count 24-hour intervals. And therefore, it works out according to the sports. So he answered the question. That's the way we get out of it. Beautiful uh, reconciliation. Two seven day consecutive periods. From 17 to Rosh Hashanah. No, if it rains seven, seven days consecutive, you can either get one and two or two and three. It's not one to three. Not when you're not going to get all three in seven days. That's impossible. You'll either get one and two. I'm giving you an example. If it rains seven days, you'll either get one and two or two and three. It's got to be two different ones, obviously. I mean, how, how could you get the Vian number one and two in the seven consecutive rains? It's only going to be Yosef. The first rabbi doesn't have to rain seven days. It has to rain four days when you get one and two. So you don't need, but if you have uh, two seven consecutive periods, so you could go from three, seven, seventeen, you'll have those 14 days. You don't need the seven. But you no, seven. but so why did you say seven? You're trying to tell me how do you get two to Doesn't have to rain seven. No, but, but, but the Gemara is saying seven. It's not seven. It's four. To get one and two, and you don't need seven. You don't need seven. You should say 
to get one and two in the rain fourth. The fact that it said seven shows me that it's got to go according to the B. You'll see. Okay, Rabotai, one more. We okay in time? Which means we gave in the Gemara the three different periods of rain. So the Gemara says, I, need, I know why we need to know the first of the Vi'ah, the Shol, because that's when you'll start to say, Shilishit, I know why you have to tell me the third period of rain, the Ta'anot. Because that's when you have to stop fasting. If the rain doesn't come by that period. But what do you need to know the second period for? What's the practical darim. It'll be a nafkamina for a person that makes a neder. If a person makes a neder and he says, I'm not going to have hana'a from this item until the rains. So what does the rains mean? So it means Meshiyirdu Geshamim Ad She. Oh, he says Meshiyirdu Geshamim Ad She Tered Viashniya. Why? Because when we make the darim, we go according to Lashon Bnei Adam. And when a person says rain, he doesn't mean uh, the first rain. He means when it starts to rain significantly, which is really already the second period. Lashon Neder follows Lashon Bnei Adam. When a person says the rainy season, it doesn't mean the beginning of the rainy season. Even when it starts to Take hold the rainy season, which is already the second period, or simply Geshamim is plural, and therefore it means Geshamim, which is the second period. Now we enough coming now. Why you need to know the second, uh, the second uh, period of rain? You need to know the second period because there'll be enough coming now when it comes to olives. <coughs> we have these different entitlements that the Anim get in the field. They're called Lekech Kampe'ah. Now, they are earmarked, obviously, for the Anim. But when is it permissible for everybody else, which means even rich people, to take from the Lekech Kampe'ah? So you have to wait until the Anim make Yehush on it. They give up on it. What is that? Meshi'ilchu ha-nemushot. Now, what is Nemushot? So the Gemara is going to say that... Uh, these people that actually uh, feel the mushot and the mashmesh that they go into the field and they feel every they feel everything. We'll see how, and as a result, there's nothing left. Usually, they scavenge the whole field. So therefore, once the nimushot go in, all the other anim say not left in that field. So therefore, they make it hefker or they make yush, and therefore, it's permissible for the ashirim then to go in and take the leftovers. When it comes to peret, which is like the grapes. Once the Aniim go in at once, already it's considered uh, free for everybody else to go in. Bekerim, when it comes to the vines, uh, uh, so what's the lesson over here? Which means when the Aniim Go into the kerim via boy. They go back and forth twice. That means once already they go a second time around, it's done. They took whatever they're going to take. Bezetim is what we need. Bezetim is Once already the second rainy season comes, whatever's in the field over there is going to get ruined by the rains. So therefore, the anima are not going to come and take the olives anymore. Now the Gemara asks, my nimushot. What are these nimushot that we mentioned above? Amar Hanan the azle atigra. These old men that walk with their canes, uh, a tigra is a cane. So therefore, they walk very slowly in the field. And therefore, they see everything, because they're walking very slowly. So then once the nimushot go in, it's over. There's nothing left in the field. So therefore, everybody else can take subsequently. That nimushot actually is a process called collectors after collectors. For example, you have an ani that he goes with his son, and his son trails him. So whatever the father misses, the son is going to get. So therefore, they got insurance. So once the Likute, Bata Likute, once the two collectors go in, there's not going to be anything left over there. And that is the first Nafkamina, or the second Nafkamina, why I need to know the Ashtiniya. The first Nafkamina is what? In the Darim. When a person makes a Nidra ala Geshamim, it means until the second period of rain. Second Nafkamina is, once you have the second period of rain, the olives that are in the fields are going to be a permissible, meaning the Chol Adam. If you look at uh, Rashi, 
ושילכו הנמושות. בשדה, דמכאן ואילך נתייאשו שאר העניים. לפי שיודעים, אם נשאר לקט שכחה ופאה, נמושות נתלם. נמושות, לשון ממש. ממשמש, לידי פילים. ושייכו עניים בכרם יבוא, כלומר, שלטו וחזרו ובאו פעם שנייה. Right, once the guy goes collects twice, two rounds of aniyim, there's two, uh, you know, they're not going to save anything. Pelech, they're holding a stick, they walk very slow. Right, once already you have an ani with his son following him, So that whatever he didn't take, the son took. So there was nothing left in the field. What do you need to know in a second? In order to know when you're allowed to walk, up until when you're allowed to walk in people's fields. They made a takana in Eretz Yisrael that you're allowed to take shortcuts and walk through people's fields so long as you're not ruining the field. Once you're ready to get to the Bi'ashiniyah, the stuff is starting to grow already. So now they don't let you use the shortcuts. Which means, we know that in the Shemitah year, that the fruits that are in the house you're allowed to eat, so long as there's the similar fruits in the field for the animals. So the question is, how long are you allowed to eat certain fruits? It's going to be until the Bi'ah How long could you benefit from straw and the stubble of the seventh year? It seems that once the comes, finished, it's going to be all turns into manure. So therefore you cannot, the animals are not going to eat it. My time, I have If the animal can still eat that product in the field, you can feed your animals that same product in Shemitah in the house. So that she learned the case she's talking about, which is the Shemitah year itself. So Shemitah year product, as long as the animal's benefiting in the field, you can benefit in the house. Once the Bi'ashiniyah comes, it turns this uh, straw into, like we said, so'ah, and therefore the animals are not going to benefit. Tosfot actually has a different way of learning. Uh, the Tosfot says, Ad shetered reviyah sheniyah mikamalik maskeh, who find ad matan nuhagim v'nestrafim b'tevim v'kash shavi'il pirush b'ashana sheminit. Tosfot learns is talking about that it's in the eighth year. V'svir aleh kemanda masavichel zedaim mutarim. That if you hold that the sifchim, these things that grew on them by themselves in the seventh year, Amutar in the eighth year. So therefore, until when? So as so long as the animals are still eating, it's mutar to have them in the house. That some say that sifichim is asud. Things that grew by themselves is asud. So the Akiva that says sifichai zira'im is asud. Left alone the case is talking about over here sifichai ilanot the trees that grew by themselves. Even though it says over tivuah ka'amar ela kigon tivuah takerim da'inu ilanot avas sifichai zira'im asudim. So the question is, first of all, does follow this the eighth year? And does follow? Are we talking about either things that grew by themselves in zira'im or the things that grew by ilanot? Amar bi'abah first wide line my lashon de bi'ah. Okay, what is the word de bi'ah? Why do they call the first period of rain a Rebiah? Because it penetrates the ground. A Rebiah is a penetration. Gibraltar says this in many different ways. That the rain is the husband of the ground. That means the earth is a lady. And what? The uh, rain penetrates the ground like a man and a lady. So therefore, Mitra... It says that the rain will satiate and give, uh, you know, water to the ground. Here's the key word, veholida. That means, you see that the, the, the rain is like a male. Veholida, it causes the earth to become fertile. Veholida. It doesn't say vialda. Veholida is going on the, the verb that the... Rain is molid, uh, rain is molid. Vesmihan causes it to grow. So therefore you see what? Mitra is considered the, uh, the husband or the Baal of the, of the earth. That is the 
uh, interpretation over here. Ve'amar Rabbi Abahu. So that means, according to this over here, the rain is the male, and the, and the ground is the female. So I once saw, I think from uh, Hatab Sofer, or one of the tzaddikim, he said that now you understand Moshe Rabbeinu alav shalom obviously did not get, he was married, but then he was Polish min ha'isha. So he didn't have a connection with Isha. So when he's giving the Musar at the end of his life, he says, Ha'azinu ha'shamayim v'adabera v'tishma ha'ares imrefi. When you tell somebody la'azin, you're close. Tishma is from far. So since uh, 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 he was closer to, to the rain, which means, therefore he says, Ha'azinu ha'shamayim, because that's the male. The is the female. Since he's separated from the female, so therefore he talks to from the female from far. He didn't go close to the female. He was there and the female was far. That's the male. That's considered the Zacha. Yeshaya, who was married, however, says the opposite. Because Yeshaya was married. So therefore he said, Which means the Zacha is far. He was connected to a lady. So it says over here, "V'amar Abiyabahu, Riviari Shona. How much is the Riviari Shona? Kedei Shetered Bekarka Tefa. In order that what it goes into the ground, at least the Tefa. Shniyah Kedei Lagufba Pihabit. It gets muddy enough the ground where you're able to make like a seal to the barrel. And when the, when the mud is uh, wet, you can make a seal out of it. Amar of Chesda Kishamim Shiyardu Kedei Lagufba Pihabit. If it rained enough, where the dirt is moist enough where you can make a seal to the barrel, and behem mishum ve'atzar. There's no curse. The Torah says that if you don't follow the mitzvot, ve'atzar tashamayim. If the rain rained enough to that level, it's not ve'atzar. You're not under the curse. Ve'amar ha'chastam. Kishamim shiyar du kodem ve'atzar. If it rained before you said ve'atzar, and behem mishum ve'atzar, it's not subject to the curse. What is this referring to? Well, when do we say ve'atzar? In Kinyat Shema. So basically, the Gemara is saying, if it rains before Kiryat Shema, you have no problem. Now, which Kiryat Shema? We have two Kiryat Shemas. We have Kiryat Shema of Arbit. We have Kiryat Shema of Sha'arit. Amar Abayir, lo amaran ela kodim ve'atzar urta. Which means, if it rained before Kiryat Shema of the evening, which means it rained during the day. If it rained during the day, it's beracha. You don't have a problem of ve'atzar. Aval kodim ve'atzar de tzafra. But if it rained at night, meaning before the Kiryat Shema of the morning, yes, then it is subject to the curse of Be'atzar. So basically the Gemara is saying that day rains are beneficial, night rains are not. The Amar of Yehuda, Bar Yitzhak, Hane Anane de Tzafra, these day rains, let behu mashasha. Anane de Tzafra do not have um, uh, any substance to them. Dekhtiv, what am I going to do to you, Ephraim? Your, your good deeds are like the morning clouds which are worthless. So again, what, what is the Gemara saying over here? The Gemara is saying that if the rain comes uh, before the Atzar, before you say Kiryat Shema, so then already, you're not going to have a problem of ve'atzar. And what was the Gemara saying? Which ve'atzar are we talking about? Ela kodem ve'atzar de'urta. And therefore, what does that mean, kodem ve'atzar de'urta? If it comes before ve'atzar de'urta, before the atzar of the evening, which is the rain comes during the day, end by mishum ve'atzar. But if it comes at the night time, which means uh, it becomes... Huh? Nighttime is no good. Nighttime is going to be, if it comes before the outside of the morning, so therefore you're going to have a problem of the outside. Now, what is the Amar of Yehuda coming to prove over here? But the Amar of Yehuda, have a Rashi over here. Look at Rashi. Em b'mishum ve'atzar, en zuker ala. Shil ve'asar et ha'shamayim. Kodem ve'asar, kodem zeman kriyat shema dekhti be ve'asar et ha'shamayim. Afa pish lo yihye rob gishamim. Good, Abal. Right. Since they didn't uh, uh, fall down during the day, it's not yafe le'olam. Let's see. Next one. Let behu mishasha ve'en shenatan mitbarechet. Look, da'amar b'yehuda, meaning again, bari tzafra. These clouds that are in the day, let behu mishasha, I guess clouds 
during the day are what? Not, uh, not, not, not beneficial. I thought we just said the rains during the day are, are the good. But now we're, talking, we're not talking about rains, I guess. We're talking about clouds. clouds. So what's the Amar of Yehuda? The Amar of Yehuda is proving what? Oh. I understand what the Pasuk is saying. Maybe the clouds are in the day, that means it's going to rain in the night. Right, so the clouds are in front, the clouds are in the night. Right. Amar le Rapapa la Abaye. Rapapa tas Abaye. But wait, we have a question. There's a statement that the people say. When you open your uh, uh, gates, when you open your doors and you see it raining, Bar Hamra, you uh, person that has the donkey, fold up your sack and go back to sleep. Which means what? That when you wake up in the morning and you see uh, rain, that means it's going to be a great season. And if it's going to be a great season, so then you don't got to, you're not going to be able to, no, you're not going to be able to sell wheat. The the donkey driver is like the truck driver. He delivers all the the, the products. That's only when they need products. But if there's going to be such a surplus, you don't need the guy to deliver. So you're a truck driver, you're not going to have to deliver stuff, go to sleep. So therefore, what do you see over here? You see over here that it must have rained the night before. So therefore, the night rain is good. When you wake up in the morning, you see already it rained. Muksakeh, fold up your, uh, your, your your sack and go to sleep. Why? The surplus. They don't need you to deliver a product from place to place. We get more answers. Lakasha. Ha de katir be'iba. Ha de katir ba'anane. It depends the type of clouds there are. So let's read the Rashi now. Rashi says, Mitra b'miftah, the first white line. Im yodim ba'boker keshepotchina petachin, so again, it sounds like what? That morning rains are good, but it has to be the night rains, you have to say. Because when you, here it sounds like the night rains, because I guess when you woke up in the morning, you saw the rain. So it means it must have rained right before Kiryachem, I have to say. You have to say early in the morning, meaning it was when you open the door. When you open the door, already it was it was rain. Otherwise, 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 what's the question? Right, means it rained at night. Give so my answers. The katir. Oh, so if the clouds were filled with the uh, you know thick clouds. And not the thin clouds, that is not Bishum Ve'asar. But the Katir Ba'ananeh. So when, what, what type of clouds are we saying that are uh, not valuable? These are the uh, thin clouds. So that's what it said before. Ba'asdechim Ka'anan Bokir. Ba'asdechim Ka'anan Bokir is thin clouds. Thin clouds, nothing's going to happen. However, a thick cloud, thick clouds are beneficial, even if they're at the night. And therefore, you have no problems. So we're making a haluk between, right, if it's the thick clouds. Exactly. The thick clouds already bring good rain. Those are the early, early morning rains from the thin clouds, nothing to do. Okay, the Yabarat says, Amar of Yehuda. The Yehuda comes along and says, Yeah, just look at the Tosa 40. He just learns like we learned. Lo amran ila kodem de'urta. Kilomar. So as long as it, it was before Kiryat Shema Shil Arbit, and Behim Mishum Ma'atzar, that's already a Beraka. But Kodem Shil Shaharit, yes, Behim Mishum Ma'atzar. Which means, but if it's before Shaharit, it's going to be Mishum Ma'atzar, Kedamar, which is basically early in the morning. The early morning rains are a problem. Uh, what do you say over here? We said early morning rains are good. It depends. It was thick clouds or thin clouds. Amar Yehuda, Tabal Shatah, it's good for the year, the Tibet Armalta. That Tibet is a widow. That means if it doesn't rain in Tibet, it's a good for the year. What's the benefit? Why, why is it good if, if, if you have a dry Tibet? So Rashi has two explanations over here. Look at the amazing Perush of Rashi over here. So 
Ika da amle, de lo bayret harbise, o tamme komot, shemarbisin bahen Torah, enan burot. That means the, the yeshivas are not going to be empty. The Lord Terbitse by there. The places where the Marbis Torah are not by there, are not empty. Why? Because they're able to travel. The kids are able to travel to Yeshiva. If the roads are muddy, you can't get to Yeshiva. So it's a good year when there's no rain in Tibet because the Yeshivas are full. Beautiful explanation. Right, you have ganot, you have certain uh, uh, fields or gardens that they're growing karshinim. Karshinim is vetch, and they don't need water. And therefore, so there's a lot of vetch in the fields, so therefore it's uh, good. You have full gardens when there's no rain in Tibet. Yeah, which means Shedafon is when you have this uh, wind over here. When the wind comes and causes uh, uh, damage to the wheat, that's only when the earth is wet. So then already when it rains, it causes the, the, the earth to go onto the wheat and it ruins it. But if it's dry, the wind comes, it's not a problem. So therefore, it's not going to be a... It's good not to have rain in Tibet because you, you save the crop from Shedafon. <clears throat> so the Gebarak comes along and says, What do you mean? It's good for the year when Tibet is minuval, meaning it's muddy, it's rainy. So make up your mind. You just said it's good when it's dry. Now you say it's good when it's what? If it didn't rain prior to Tibet, then it's good to have Tibet wet. But if it rained prior to Tibet, then it's good to have Tibet dry. Let's say part of the city it rained, and part of the city it didn't rain. It's not a curse. Why? Because the part of the city that has the rain will deliver the product to the other part of the city that didn't get the rain. It's easy. So as long as one part of the city has rain, there'll be product <coughs> the other half. Ini vakitiv vegam anochi manati mekem etageshem. This is the curse over here. Because there's not going to be rain. I'm going to rain. Rain's going to come on one city. And on another city, it's not going to come. And on one city, one part is going to have rain and one part is not. And this is a curse. And we said over here, if it rains in one part, it's okay. Both parts of the Pesukim are... Because not only am, that I'm going to stop the rain, but the partial rain is also a kilala. When do we say it's a beracha? When it comes down to normal amount. But if it comes down torrential, then anyway, it's not a beracha. Because both sides are not going to have food. The place that didn't rain doesn't have. And the place that got a torrential, not going to have it because it damages all the, uh, all the crops. We're talking about torrential rains over here. Why? What's this word? It's going to be a place of matar, I mean puddles. The matar is going to be there. Which means what? It's excessive rain. I mean the puddles are going to be in that place. And therefore that's how we know to interpret this pasuk. It was a curse only because it was in excess. It's, a, it's an interesting halakha over here. That when the rain would come, they would make a beracha. We'll see now the beracha. So how much rain has to come down for them to make the special berchat agishamim? When the hatan reached the kala, which is an interesting way of understanding it. We said what? The rain is considered what? The hatan. Right? Because the rain penetrates the ground. Now let's say you have rain on the ground, like little puddles of, of rain. Now what happens... That means, now let's say more rain comes down. So what happens? It hits the rain that's on the ground, and that rain pops up. So therefore that's a mashal, like the hatan is greeting the kala. Understand how they're learning it? The drops meet each other, because it hits the ground and pops up. So they, That means there's a lot of rain. If the drops are colliding with each other. So what do you see basically over here? When do you say the beracha? When there is a zivug. When there's a zivug between hatan and kala. The maharik learns from over here that you only call a hatan 
even before he says, no, that's, it's al shem ma'atid. It's al shem what they're going to do. That hatam v'kalah can only be used, the true terminology, mish'at zivu, is one of his ayyot. After the Yehud. In any event, what does it say over here? So you see, really, Yom Shamim is a great, uh, tremendous, uh, tremendous thing. The Zan Danuk are coming, coming together. There's zivugim. Ma'ayim v'barech, what's the barakah that you make? Amar av Yehuda, amar av, so it's amazing hadush over here. What a, what an unbelievable tefillah. We're not thanking God for the rain. We're thanking God for every single drop. This is a lesson in Hakarat Tov. That Hakarat Tov is not to be done in a general way. Hakarat Tov has to appreciate every single, even the most minute. When you see a drop come down. What do we say? Thank you for the rain. No, 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 no. For that drop. Just like it says, I once saw a beautiful explanation when Rachel Imenu was uh, praying for children. And finally, she got her first son, Yosef was born. So what does the Pasuk say? What does that mean? That God now has collected my humiliation. Why? God collect the humiliation so that she brings that from the Midrash. It says, until a child is born, the lady can't blame anybody for the misdoings in the house. But once the child is born, now you have somebody to blame. Which means, when the husband comes home and he opens the refrigerator and he says, hey, who ate the, who ate the food over here? I was looking forward to eating it. So when you have no children, she's the only one in the house. So she has to take the blame. Well, I was hungry, I ate it. But once you have a kid, you can say, oh, no, your, 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 your little Yosef came home, he was hungry, he ate it. Don't you blame it on him. So the, I saw from uh, uh, Rabbi Ruchim, from the Mir Yeshiva, so he says, uh, Lubavitch, he says, what do you mean over here? That's what Rachel is excited about? That she can blame somebody now who ate last night's leftovers? She has a baby. That's a baby. What is that she coming to tell her? That if somebody would tell you, why is he called Yosef? Asafa Shemit Arpati? So Rabbi Yukam says, of course she's happy for the higher reasons why it's good to have a baby. But uh, she's coming to show you that even such a thing you have to have a karatatov on. It's showing you to the, the extent how much you have to be makir. Don't, don't forget that one either. That's what it's coming to say. Which means, although that might not be the first item, but it's at kedekag. You have to be makin to every single benefit they got. It's showing on the level that they had. They were so sensitive in akaratatov. They didn't just say, oh, "I got a baby now." Sure, that's the, the highest one. But they went through every single benefit that a child can give. At kedekag, they even figured out that it can benefit me this way. I can blame them on the uh, wait the left. That's a benefit for me also. So it's showing you the extent of akaratatov. You see from this gemara. That they looked at it as every single, every single drop is considered a miracle. Especially that we know that it is a miracle that the drops themselves don't collide like we learned. How is it possible? When you pour, uh, uh, let's say, from a bucket water, it comes down in a, in a flow. Now, what does it have in the clouds? It has a, a sieve? How, how do the drops come down? And the rules, they'll never collide. They all come down like a single file. There's always space between, uh, like soldiers. So therefore, when you see the miracle, that they don't touch each other, that's a miracle. So that's also part of the tipa tipa. That says if it comes together, it'll destroy the world. Because then already it's a flood. It's a flood. The mabul is when the waters come together. Tipa is when it's separate. The pshat is, the pshat is, is that um, I want sort of explanation? What, what, what was the mabul amida keneged midah? It's because what's what, what, what was the what was the problem of Dora mabul? It's a kishchit called basar. Normally, Borei Olam says what? It's mean, 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 no, but it has to be separate. 
Everybody has to be in their own species. So there's a separation. Once already they all went together, so it causes the waters also to go together, because Mayim is from the Ta'aba, so the waters do not have separation as well. Once the waters do not have separation, it became a Mabu. Now the Gemara comes along and says, Now what's the siyum of this Beracha, of Berchat HaGeshem? It's like the Nishmat that we say on Shabbat. Even if our mouth would be filled with song, uh, like there's water in the ocean, and our tongue can flow praises as there's much um, waves in the ocean. Do not leave us. You don't leave us in the future. Baruch, Rovahodaot. Allah says, Bless you, God. The majority of thanks belongs to you. So the Gemara says, Only the majority of thanks belong to you. So change it. Say, you are the God that Thanksgiving belongs to you. We're not measuring how much. We're just saying, you're the God that Thanksgiving belongs to you. Amara Papa, like the Papa usually says, Hilkach Nimrinu le Tarvayu. The Papa says, Nimrinu le Tarvayu. Do both. And what's both? Elahodaot, Verovahodaot. Now, I thought we just said that Rovahot is a problem. So now they're redefining it. Roba Odot does not mean majority. It means plenty. So therefore, once we redefine it, yes, God is, is the thanksgiving of plentiful things, and God is the one that thanksgiving belongs to him. Look at Rashid, the Mimni Rutarvayu. Marbit. See, we just change it. We change it from Rob to Marbit. Rob is majority. Marbit is plenty. That's the key. Right. right. Originally, we thought that Rob means Rob Mamash. Majority. Like when I said, Rob Velokol. That's an odd